0: Hey, Gators, I greet you this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Since we are celebrating uh, Christmas, I want to bring you greetings from a very grateful heart that God is able to open our eyes uh, to certain things. And how God is busy maneuvering his church from worshiping the day or worshiping unknowingly what we are worshiping or why we are worshiping or why we bring honor to this day. That it is not so much about the day, but it is about who in that day that we have chosen to bring honor to. And so I want to wish you a very blessed Christmas, a Christ-centered Christmas, so that when you sit down to your meal to celebrate the day, it was a historical day, And yet at the advent of Christ, there would be some that uh, knew way before the time. For we are told that uh, there were shepherds in the field who were watching their flocks by night. And obviously, even as we have recently had A star that has made its pronouncements on the earth. Many saw and many marveled at its beauty. And many missed it, obviously. What it is, I don't know. Was it a real thing or was it just a decoy to fool some? I've got no idea. But it is up to you, if you believe the advent of Jesus was heralding a day, a day that would be unique in the history of man, for it is a day that uh, many prophets foretold of its coming. And we find ourselves in this year, 2020. And many are saying, Lord, let this year end. For it has been nothing but full of trouble. And many would say this morning, Lord, I want to thank you that it is by your grace that I am able to even bring honor to you on this day. Bring honor to you with my family. For there were some that have lost their loved ones. And many of us have been spared that trauma. And as I said, I bring you greetings from a very grateful heart. For truly I can say I have seen the hand of the Lord. I have seen a time of despair. I've experienced, let me rather say, the time of despair. A time when you didn't know what was next coming. But I see my, find myself sitting here being refreshed by the word of God. Understanding fully well that God is on the throne. And as I've said before, my faith is that we all will finish the race and finish it successfully. It is my position. Maybe you might say, well, that's your wishful thinking. But remember, the scripture also says, as a man thinks, so he is. As a man thinks, so he plans accordingly. You see, if you never have a thought, if you never have an opinion on a certain thing, very difficult to become active in that. But when you have formed an opinion concerning anything or a time span, what you envisage, how far you're going to go. You begin to plan accordingly. And so my plan is that uh, we have a race to run, and I desire to see that race being completed. But in the completion of that, I, as I read Luke chapter 1 I began to realize that all of us have a race to run but the end of this race, look, this is an individual race but this also is a race of the whole human race that we all need to partake in. It is A race that you run so far and there's always the next one that needs to run that race to bring it to according to the author of this race. It is he who will call the conclusion or the finalization of everything. It is God himself. I have heard many times being said, if we pray, if we evangelize, if we push things, then we will expedite the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I realize that it is God who said, when the wheat and the tears grow side by side, it will be God who will choose when it is the harvest or the summarization of all things. It is him that will decide when the time is ready. Because everything with God, it is not according to man's scale of things or man's measure. We are, all we are told is that we need to work our own faith with fear and trembling. In other words, that which we need to take in, it must be our input into the building of the kingdom of God. We uh, come in when uh, uh, we have been given salvation, but we are not asked to stay there. We are asked to develop the Christ in us that must begin to be visible to those that God will bring in our pathways those that uh, God will allow us to interact with. It is the measure of our involvement in the kingdom that will allow us to be effective in the community in which we live. I've begun begun to understand that uh, it is not the amount of speaking that we do, even though that is necessary. But the reality is, it is the amount of Christ that is in us that is able to lead those that we will bump into, those that we would meet. Uh, You know, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in the arrangements of God. He arranges things way before we get to the situation. Sometimes when you are leaving home, you are going somewhere, something uh, delays you. I've learned not to get frustrated even though I am a stickler for time. But I have realized that uh, all things work together for good for those that are called according to God's purpose. That is not to say I must give room to tardiness. Our preparation for an event or for that purpose, don't make an appointment and then appoint a time and then become tardy in meeting that appointed time. But this coming year this morning, I was delayed because of things outside of what I had planned for. For I was ready from the time I woke up this morning. I was in my study at office office five. And uh, I was, in my planning, I was ready. And then when I was ready to leave home to come, yeah, there was a delay. But as I began to open the gate, there was a man that had I come five minutes earlier, I would not have met. But we met, had a conversation. I was able to encourage him in the Lord, that it is not so much about a day called Christmas, it is about the Christ whom we celebrate. Whether you have a dispute about the date in which he was born, it's neither here nor there. The reality is we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. If you would keep that as your primary focus, that Jesus was born, regardless of the day, regardless who has hijacked it and made it for whatever reason, they have made it to be on the 25th of December. Don't have an issue about that and then throw your toys out of the cart and then try to look for, is there errors in the Bible? There are many people right now that are trying to cast aspersion to our faith or to our belief. Understand that is is an agenda of the enemy. Don't be hijacked with that. Concentrate on the day. Concentrate on the reality. If you have any dispute about it, look at the Old Testament. It will give you some deeper insights than what you can currently garner even in, you study the life of Jesus, you look at Isaiah, you will find plenty, plenty proof of the work that Jesus would come and do upon the earth. And so as I looked at uh, Luke chapter 1, and I am impressed by his opening words, writing to one man, writing... uh, a huge volume, and uh, simply saying that uh, there has been many that have written about uh, the life of Jesus. He said, "But I also felt compelled that having gone to many witnesses." In other words, saying, I am not taking my own... Well, he wasn't there during the time of Jesus, for he would come in at a time of Paul. You know that Paul never met Jesus physically, but he met him spiritually. And so Luke will come in into that position and become an ardent follower of Paul, and he will record everything that uh, Paul will say and do. And so, Luke chapter 1, verse 1, he says, For as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely, surely believed among us, even as they deliver them to us, which From the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you in order, most excellent, Theophilus. And I look at the way he writes to this man. And I look at the, the volume of words that he would use. I mean, even just an opening stanza to Theophilus. It would seem that Theophilus was a well-esteemed man, a leader in a community. And uh, Theophilus, of course, meaning the lover of God. Most excellent, he would call him. Most excellent. It's a man that he looked to with admiration. And it would seem that Luke would uh, write this year and perhaps found it (laughs) not complete. For as he would journey with Paul, he would pick up more things that he felt that Theophilus needs yeah. And so he would write the book of Acts and addressing Theophilus again. And as I read the book of Acts, I read uh, um, Luke chapter 1, I find uh, that even in the book of Acts, at the end of the book of Acts, we are told or we see or we observe that there is no amen, or there is no epilogue. There is no special greetings. For the book of Acts needs to continue in the church of Jesus Christ. There needs to be those that, that will take on the mantle of men like Paul who would go out and I think that the, the last chapter of the book of Acts, I, I find Paul finds himself in a place where he is amongst vicious-looking people. But, of course, they were shipwrecked, and so they had no option but to be on that island. And uh, they were kind enough to make fire for it was rainy. It was uh, a day that was uh, cold, I suppose. They shivered. So they made fire for them. And then uh, poorly in his heart of a servant, he decides he needs to grab some wood and throw into the fire. And then, of course, we know the viper grabs him and The people of the island, they say, oh, surely this was a murderer. Even though he didn't die in the sea, the snakes were sent to come and finish him off. And I think, you know, when we set our hearts on God, our introduction to places that we would never dream of, I think I've said this here some time ago that when you say yes to Jesus and you would like Isaiah say, "Yet my Lord sent me, that you had better be prepared because God might send you to places that you had not or had no desire to go to. But at the same time, God provides beautifully. For that snake would uh, fasten itself on Paul only to open the barbarian's eyes to see that this was no ordinary man. He was a man of purpose. He was a man that was called. He was a man that was equipped. But his equipping came at a price. And God would favor him with a word that is repeated all over the globe. As I say, we need to look deeply into the word of God and not allow ourselves to be hijacked because Jesus has a lineage. He has, he was foretold years and years before. Isaiah would explain to us that he will come and be crucified. He will come and uh, not be believed. Some would uh, reject Jesus, Would reject his calling, would, uh, especially those that uh, were of the old order, they would uh, uh, follow Jesus wherever he went. They would want to hear what he's saying, not because they wanted to believe on what he was saying, but they want to—they wanted to find a way of discrediting him. You, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to know that they are those that. Uh, hear yeah, your word, but there comes a time when they have to make a decision. Are they going to take the word that you're speaking? Are they going to go into the word of God or to verify the, the, that which you are saying? Or they are going to go to the opinions of men that don't believe and say, do you believe what this man is saying? And so we have to prepare ourselves that there will be those that will betray us. We must not be surprised when uh, we find ourselves being attacked because Jesus said that these things will happen. Many times, He will say, If they have done this year to a rod that is still green, what would they do to it when it is old? And so, we, uh, uh, the gospel has been around a long time now. When they tried to break it at its infancy, the Lord is just simply saying they tried then, they couldn't break it because it was flexible. You, child of God, that you have believed in Jesus Christ, do not allow yourself to grow old in Christ. You might grow old in age, but do not allow yourself to grow old. In your understanding and stop learning. The Word of God says we must remain clay in the potter's hand where he continues to shape us and form us into that vessel that on a daily basis God wants to release his word in you because you don't know the diverse people that you will interact with. That's what the word of God tells us, that Jesus came. Let's go back to uh, uh, Luke chapter one again. Um, As uh, uh, John, uh, at least John's dad, that is, Uh, John the Baptist, Zacharias, he begins to pray when uh, John is born by now and then his mouth is open because of unbelief the word of God says his tongue was tied and so he couldn't speak. It was only when the time to name John that uh, uh, he he wrote the name because he couldn't speak and uh, finally he had to, because there was a dispute that uh, they there's no name like this here in your your lineage. Then his uh, tongue was loosed, and he said, his name shall be John. And then he begins to pray in uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 67. And he says, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and redeemed his people. And has raised up a horn of salvation. A horn of salvation means that the authority of salvation or the gift of salvation for us of the house of his servant David. So the coming of Jesus, it was not like uh, he just floated from somewhere and uh, and, uh, found himself in the womb of Mary. There was the the telling of how Jesus would come. It is all over the book of Isaiah. All over. Even his mission, you can uh, read in Isaiah 11, his mission, what it w- his mission, what, what would be, what it would look like, the things that he will go out and do, the, 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 the oppositions that will come against him. But I tell you what, Jesus never bothered himself to be delayed by the oppositions. Most often when they began to uh, uh, argue, there were times when they wanted to stone him, the word says, and he walked right through them. I believe that the church needs to develop this mentality. Because uh, the, the the time right now for the enemy to be obstructive towards the church, it's coming to its climax. because I really don't believe that it can get any worse than it is right now. And uh, I said in the beginning of 2020 that it was uh, 2020, a clear, clear vision that we will have. And I've been struggling to find a Lord because I was looking at Our own lives in our little corner of Dundee. But as I look back on the global scene and hear the voices of many people, those that are trying to oppose the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, many calling uh, uh, Jesus that uh, he was not perfect. (laughs) He was not perfect yeah, that's a man calling the son of God and not perfect. But that's his opinion. But what is your opinion of Jesus? Is the gospel of Jesus Christ complete? How have you looked? Whose word do you want to believe? And verse 70 says, As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, they foretold of the coming of Jesus, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. For what? To perform the mercy that he promised to our forefathers. And to remember his holy covenant. That's the the beauty that I find in God. That there is no promise that is found outside of the covenant. God is able to keep his covenant, his promise, because he binds himself in a covenant. And in that covenant he said all men should be saved. That those, uh, you can find that in uh, Acts, the last chapter of the book of Acts, Isaiah wrote about that as well, that they will hear but don't hear. That their ears, that they have clogged up by desiring to hear things that are outside of the will of God. And they want to see, they want to find, or they want to engage themselves in everything that denies who Jesus Christ is. Because you have to know that uh, your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. What do you lend your ears to? You will become a slave to. What you lend your mind to? You will continuously meditate on that. I really want to emphasize that in uh, 2021 we have to lend our ears uh, to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're going to have to lend our minds more and more in hearing the word of God. We have to cultivate the the nature of Christ in us because I really believe 2021 is going to belong to those that have uh, taken their stand, have taken their position. I'm not going to listen to some old decrepit uh, old man who does not want to believe, whose heart is bent on discrediting Jesus Christ. Because I have found him in my own personal life. I have found him to be more than what my mind can conceive. I find that what I thought I knew yesterday, today, is even on a deeper level. And so, let me continue with this. Verse 72 says, to whom the mercy that was promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he will grant to us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. This is Zacharias prophesying over John. But at the same time, pointing to Jesus. That in holiness and in righteousness before him, that we will serve him all the days of our life. And then it says in 76, and says, And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for you shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. And I find this here once again to anchor the word that I spoke in the beginning that we can run the race so far but there will be the next one that will take the race further. Because we have to understand, you know, I believe if you don't understand the nature of God, his power and his authority, but if we don't understand the nature of God, what is the basis that makes God, God? From my understanding, the nature of God is based on his love for humanity. The human race. Because if he did not love us, he would not have created us. I don't think he was uh, <laughs> short of toys to play with that uh, he would then create the human race and uh, just simply to play around with. No, he creates with purpose. And he created you and I. That we might have life and have it more abundantly. It is his nature to give us that which we ask for. That which we desire. He has put desires in our hearts. But the desires are also connected to our environment around us. What shapes our thinking. And I don't know if uh, you where, where you draw your inspiration from. But if you are listening to us for the very first time, I would say if your inspiration is not based on the word of God. It is not based on a desire to see that every human race should experience the love of God. That uh, if your desire for your tomorrow is not based on your neighbor prospering even as you prosper, then I would say you need to look a little deeper into the nature of God. You know, I was in the conversation with somebody in the week, and we were talking about the different soils that that we see. And one particular soil that I think we all want to be, it is a good soil in which where the seed was planted, the soil then became the good soil. And the one that is known as the good soil, the fertile soil. And uh, and I began to ask, you know, when you think about that, how many of us really can envision what is the good soil? What, what, what picture comes into your mind? Is it a man or a woman of good uh, uh, standing in a community? Or could it be one that is in the gutter? You see, that the, the, the human thinking is that it's got to be somebody that's prim and proper, that then all they will do good when they come into the kingdom of God. But I began to realize that that it could be one that is in the gutter today. I heard the testimony of uh, a man many years ago when I got saved. It was his favorite statement. Wherever we met, and because he was, he loved uh, crusades. And whenever he would motivate uh, people, he would say, "God took me from the gutter, and He placed me from the uttermost." And I realized, as I looked at the different types of soils, that uh, you and I would choose the wrong soil. In other words, the people that we will engage with, we will weigh first, what is your lineage? You know, what car are you driving? And you think, okay, if I hang around you, you will be a good catch. But I realize that uh, if we uh, allow that attitude to mold and shape what, how we think, how we direct our eyes, and see who's worthy to receive the word of God, and then we will miss the bulk of society. The reality is, who is worthy is one that God will draw your eyes to, not because of their fancy clothes, but by the Spirit of God. If we will ask the Lord on a daily basis, Lord, lead me to the one whom you have designed for me to meet with, that I may impart grace to them. Or whom I can sit alongside and just listen to their story, because their story could be a testimony that just needs to be groomed. Their testimony that uh, needs to be drawn out of them. It is their testimony, but they just don't have a platform on which to tell the testimony. And so the testimony of Jesus is that uh, he would come. And in his coming, he will bring salvation to his people. He will bring a, a new way of living, a new way of uh, uh, interaction with people. He will, uh, Jesus will go to places that a uh, 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 woman at a, a well, for instance, will say, but you Jews have got nothing to do with us. And Jesus would not get caught up in a racial issue. He would simply focus on the reality of where he's coming from and his design and purpose upon the earth. And that was uh, to bring that woman to salvation who became the biggest evangelist in that area of Samaria. I pray this morning that uh, our focus... Not on the external things, but our focus will be on what God is doing, what God has designed, what God has purposed. Even in this time, I want to urge you, child of God, that you need to put away all the troubles that you have had in 2020, all the successes that you might have had, all the failures that you might have had, and begin to decide what do you want to to achieve in 2021. Yes, and laid them at uh, feet of Jesus. You know, when there was a blind man that came to Jesus, Jesus would say, what would you have me to do for you? And the man said, that I might receive my sight. And our, my prayer this morning is that, uh, that we might receive sight of what God has got in store for us. We are so limited by our thinking, because we are so clouded with so much of information around us. I tell you, at every turn, there is this rumor, there is that story, there is that happening there, that uh, it is easily to be hijacked the whole day and you haven't had an interaction with the Lord Jesus Christ. Many years ago, I think maybe it might be at least, maybe... Hmm. It's around eight years, I think. I had a thought that I should walk around Dundee and claim it for Jesus. And uh, it was last week I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, that I woke up, as I am doing of later, pray to God that it continues that I went on my morning walk and as I was walking, of course I was praying and somehow there was this meditate and I thought, okay I need to meditate on God's word and the question arose, which word? And it struck me that I woke up, I never greeted God at this time as it were. I never looked at the word, what word am I gonna meditate on. I never pre-planned the night before when I was reading scripture that uh, I will meditate on this word. And it was like the Lord was reminding me if you don't have a word inside of you, you cannot meditate on anything. Or you can meditate on anything. But if it is not the word of God for the day, then your meditation might be amiss. And the Lord, is suddenly out of that interaction, the Lord reminded me of that desire I had eight years ago to walk the perimeter of Dundee and begin to claim Dundee for Jesus. And so, from that day, Only this morning I didn't go for a walk. But every day that I have walked in the morning, I have claimed houses for Jesus. And when I got home, I was having a discussion with Mari that if just that small area that I walked, if every person in that household went to church, all the churches in Dundee would be filled. Just that small little area. If all the householders, their families went to church, the churches would be overflowing. And so I began to realize that, that uh, we are not active. And I'm not talking about the activities in the church. I'm talking about Well, maybe there are some of you that are doing it already. Pardon my saying, we are not active. That I wasn't active. I'm not living for now, for the kingdom now. Because remember the word once again. It says the kingdom of God is suffering violence. And if you have been listening to the news, you will see that uh, the violent men want to take the kingdom of God out of relevance. Relevance. There is violence that is being uh, unleashed upon the church. There are people that are walking at night and they are cursing the churches, while the churches, the church, is in a peaceful slumber. I know the word of God says God will give His beloved sleep, but I think we have taken for granted that God will do everything. But God said, if I can find a vessel in which I can deposit my spirit in, in that vessel I will accomplish much. And each one of us each one that will hear this message, you are the called vessel. You are the the honored vessel that God has created for a time such as this. Hear me this morning when I say to you, Church of the Living God, arise into your position. Now is a moment when the kingdoms of darkness are coming around the kingdom of God. It is time then the kingdom of God arose to a higher level and begin to release and begin to decree the kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our God. Not a time to cower and want to run away from this earth. It is a time because not all of us are going to die one time we have to leave a legacy for our children that they do not start at the bottom way we, start, we started off, but that we build a platform from where they can launch into the kingdom of God and begin to declare, thus saith the Lord, not because they want to be popular, but thus saith the Lord because they have heard the voice of God, that they have opened their hearts to receive the word of God, not simply to just to have a, a, a speaking platform, but to speak the word of God and not bothered about the crowd, but being bothered by the kingdom of God. When we install the kingdom of God, when we say the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus would say, in, I think it's Isaiah 60 or 66, where he would uh, go and read uh, the, 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 the scroll. It would be open. I mean, Isaiah foretold over 700 years before the advent of Jesus that Jesus would read that scripture and say, this scripture is now fulfilled in your ears. For he has anointed me to bring good news. That's what uh, Isaiah saw from the time he began to prophesy over Israel. And he prophesied over, I think, a period of 40 years. He lived to see the kingdom of God being made manifest Long before his time, he spoke of Jesus being crucified. He spoke about those that would not hear the word of God that Jesus will will speak. The religious folks do not hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. They don't hear. Why? Because they are too full of the program. And not what the current word, what the rhema word for that season that we are in. And right now, I believe the rhema word that we need to come in into 2021, it is engage, engage, engage. Move in into the things of God. Possess your your place and make it manifest of Christ. You need to show forth the works of the kingdom of God. Don't be in denial. Don't say well these things are not happening in my life. Who say they are not happening? Don't be a judge of your own things. Be weighed by what the word of God. Are you the things that you are saying. Is it weighed by the. Can it be verified in the word of God. The Lord is looking for those that will not grow weary. Not those that are of a faint heart. You can ask Gideon about those that are faint hearted. He would tell him, guys, you need to go home. Go back to your wives. If you are not battle ready, don't engage in this. But I cannot see anybody having put their hand to the plow, turning back. Do not turn back. Do not. Do not measure yourself and say, well, I can't attain to that. Do not allow the enemy to cause you to think you do not measure up. God is the one that you have to deal with at the end of the day. Not the opinions of man. Let's not be stayed by the opinions of man. Let us be stayed by the opinion of God. And the opinion of God said you are worthy. That's why Jesus went to the cross and gave his life. It, it wasn't selective because the scripture says John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, only begotten Son that whosoever will believe on him shall be saved and he will uh, uh, receive eternal life. Eternal life does not only await the day we expire from this earth. Eternal life is to be enjoyed in the land of the living there are too many things that God has got in store for you and I that we have not invested ourselves in knowing and understanding. Remember, if you would look at uh, some of our teachings on YouTube, that battle is not yours. You can look at that video battle is not yours but that battle needs you to be involved in it because God fights on your behalf for him to fight on your behalf you've got to be fighting on your side too there has to be that burning desire that I might know him in spirit and in truth and in knowing him I become a partaker of his sufferings So betrayal, suffering, are part and parcel of our shaping and molding to fulfill the mandate of heaven. Don't be a bystander. Get involved. Roll up your sleeve in 2021. It's going to be a year that is going to be rewarding. But it could also be a year that is full of troubles. But position yourself no matter the troubles that will come, He will be a shield over you. His word will become a lamp unto your pathway. He will never walk in darkness. Isaiah again said, Those that lived in darkness saw the light. We might be in a place where the word says, Gross darkness covers the earth. But the light of God penetrates the darkness. And darkness does not understand the light. Let Jesus come into your life in a deeper way. Let him come in. Let him come in. You've got nothing to lose. You've had so much of mishaps. Allow Jesus to come And put you on his shoulders. He will show you great and mighty things. And when you have sat long enough on his shoulders. You will begin to understand some things. That your learning and your studying could never have revealed to you. For he is a revealer of truth. He is a revealer of tomorrow. So today I urge you to walk in him. And may the Lord richly bless you. And he has kept you safe in 2020. He has the ability to extend that and multiply that grace over you. Would you allow Jesus to lead you into 2021? It might not be the happy new year all the rest of it. But be determined inside of you that in 2021 I'll be one years old. I will begin my journey afresh. I will be singular in my thinking. I will move in the direction that God leads me. I'll be determined to do things that might be difficult at first but I'll ask you Lord to take my hand and lead me on a daily basis the Lord richly bless you richly bless you until we meet again next week walk this walk and do not allow fear to order your step But let the word of God order your step. God bless you. Amen.